and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network. And you are joined by Tanuta and my new co-host today, just for today, is Ernst William. Ernst, welcome on board today. Hey, thank you very much, Tanuta. Great to be here. Oh, great to have you. Hey, Lawson wasn't able to make it today. He let you know and he let me know later yep, in the day. Did. And so we're just really happy that you're able to fill in mm-hmm. for us today. Tell us, um, yeah, just a little bit about yourself and what are you, well, actually, what are you grateful for? Let's go with that one what first. What am I grateful for? I was extremely blessed yesterday. I walked into a shop, J-Car in particular in Newcastle, oh, and course. I was looking for some things to buy for my church. And um, the gentleman there, he was a Christian, and he did me a wonderful deal. Uh Uh-huh. What was the deal? The deal was I got $41 off the price of the cost. It cost a significant amount of money, and he brought the price down. But not only that, he was actually a Christian as well uh, from my same church, who, who, if I understand correctly, hadn't gone to church for a while. Wow. And uh, he said, yeah, he wanted to come and check out my church. Oh, I love it. Hey. And so did you give him the address then and there, or your card, or what did you well, I need to go back today, actually, because I tested the gear last night and one of the leads didn't work, so I need to go back today oh, and replace there, it. There you yeah. go, and hopefully he's there working today. I you can so, interact with him a whole lot more. I did get hey. his phone number, though, so well, I will be calling him, yeah. What a great way to actually have an invitation, you know, to interact with somebody in the store that has helped you, and then they're likely to come to your church. Yeah, hey. I mean, that doesn't happen every no, day, but I was extremely doesn't. blessed and thankful to God for so that. So we'll be looking forward to hearing more about this story in the future a little yeah. bit more, too. Too as well. Yeah. So, hey, no, great to have you on board. Thank you. Hey, um, I'm I'm grateful for the fact that it's a lot warmer in the mornings now. I had no yeah. fog, over, no um, no frost on my windows or anything. My car was warm. It's quite different. Like you know, it's it's the same degrees in the morning when I'm getting in the car as what it has been through the days in the last week and the week before that. So, yeah, just really grateful for the change of weather, I think. And coming up on our show today, we have our interview with Jennifer Skews, our emotional health specialist. In our new segment, we're looking at DC winning programs. We're talking about George Barner and going to Uganda. And also with our Bible studies, we're just continuing on Ephesians and how the church wages peace. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Ernst. Ernst, we have our first quiz question for this morning. For those that may be listening for the first time on the show um, and for our regular listeners, just as a reminder, of course, we have five quiz questions each day. You go in the draw when you actually answer it. You text us in. We will give you the – actually get the number ready, 0491 You can text in your answers and you go in the draw on Friday for – that happens at quarter to nine in the morning and we'll tell you shortly what the prize is but Ernst take it away with the first quiz question please. Okay Danuta our first question for this morning is who broke the bronze serpent into pieces? Mm, mm. Interesting good question. Yeah, yeah it sure is. Yeah, so who broke the bronze serpent into pieces? pieces? If you know that story, then we're not giving away any way um, of where it is in the Bible. Mm -hmm. You've got to work that one out, but we'll give you a little clue. 
The, the name starts with a letter within the first half of the alphabet. Is that a good enough clue, Ernst? What do you reckon? <laughs> yeah. That, or do we want to say in the first helpful. third? Should yeah. we say the first third? All right, we'll, we'll narrow it down to the first third yeah. of the alphabet. So that question again for us, for us Ernst, yeah. please. Who broke the bronze serpent into pieces? So if you know the answer to that, text us in on 0491064669 and you will go in the draw for the prize this week we have two prizes joint together very fab- fabulous ones that you don't want to miss out on the first one is the great prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation it is a, a Bible study journey um, never has salvation history had the study and understanding of great prophecies as Daniel and Revelation have and I don't know do you love Bi- Daniel and Revelation oh, yeah. aren't they absolutely, absolutely. fantastic I love those books yeah. and you always dig deeper hey, mm. and you always mm. find something more so For just sure. give you a greater understanding of the book of Daniel and and then the other one is also the KJV Bible, the King James Version Bible with Mark Finlay, the Study Helps Black Cover. And Mark Finlay has also written the Study Helps out the back that help you have a better understanding of prophetic symbols, the great prophecies in the Bible, and gives you a whole lot of different Bible studies, which is really fabulous. You won't, will not regret it. That it's, is a great book. Isn't that, that fabulous? It's very good. Hey, mm. have you got one of the, I, I don't know about you, but I've got a whole pile of different Bibles at home. Do you have that? Or is it just? I do. I literally have a shelf. A two shelf. shelves. All of them. Right. Yeah. 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 Hey, and then, and just depending on what you feel impressed to look at at the time, yeah. you. Different translations. Do you, do you have a favorite things? though or not? For me, I, I think, it, well, it's the New King James Version for Same. me. I like that one the best, especially when I'm giving Bible studies. Yes. But I do like other translations as well. It's good as well. Yeah, mm. love that. No, mm. no, good. Same, same here. Hey, I've got a really thick old, old Bible with the covers falling off. But it's one of those from the, like the early 1800s that oh, I yeah. found once at the markets in mm-hmm. Sydney. Um, it's yet to be bound, but I, I don't, of course, open that one really because I like a lot because it's like mega, mega heavy. Like it's... Yep. Several kilos all over. Hey, but that number again, text us in 0491064669. Keep your texts coming in. And where are we going to, Ernst, too, just before we cover our good news segment, which town or city are we going to say hi to today? Yes, today we are having a shout out to Newcastle in New, New South Wales, 87.6 FM. Aha, uh-huh. what yeah. do you know about Newcastle? My hometown. Yeah. <laughs> you do live there, yes, don't you? Yes, just down the road. <laughs> what do you love about Newcastle? Oh, I just, I love the people there. I love the beaches. It's uh, quite sunny. It's, it's a beautiful place. It's got a bit of everything. It you know, has. The bush, the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, some nice shopping centres. Yeah, it's cool. It is, isn't it? And it's mm. not too big, hey. It's just yeah. like a really nice size. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Newcastle, uh, about an hour and a half up from Sydney. So, yeah, if you've never been to Newcastle, make your way down or up sometime or inland, whichever way you're coming from. <laughs> I find the further north from Sydney you get, the more friendlier people oh, are. Oh, there you I go. Tend to find, so I love Newcastle. And we yeah. include ourselves in those friendly people. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. Hey, some good news. Do you want to know some good news, Ernst? Yeah. Hey, we're looking at a DC weeding program that's happening in Australia, which is fabulous. But, hey, I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Are you good at pulling out weeds in the garden? 
I was just doing it last week, actually. Oh, yeah. You? Yes. Oh, good for you. I had a rental inspection coming up. I need to make the place look very nice. Ah, so, yes, yeah. nice. So hopefully mm. doing it regularly too, though. Mm, I say. Probably not. <laughs> Only on rental inspections, but yeah. So, hey, this seed weeding program is a little bit like pulling out the weeds in our gardens. And at the moment, I've got a few I've got to pull out. But, you know, scuba diving and diving, of course, are just fabulous things to actually go down and see things in the base of the ocean. Have you ever done scuba diving? or diving at all? No. No. My brother-in-law has, and he's done it loads. He loves doing it. Um, I've never done it, but I would love to sometime. Well, there's a DC winning program that's happening in Australia, which is absolutely fabulous, um, that is happening by volunteers, and it's bringing about, catch this, about a 600% increase in regrowth of coral just by oh. the fact that they're weeding stuff out, which is amazing, that's isn't it? good. It is pretty good. Mm, I mean, mm. 600%. Imagine that. Mm. So the scientists, what they're found, finding is that there's an improvement in increase in the quantity and the diversity of the coral now down in the ocean floors. Um, and they've been doing it now for about three years, and there's two particular institutes that have actually um, linked arms with this. There's the Earthwatch Institute and the Australian Institute of Marine Science. Um, and they've actually identified volunteer citizens who are scientists themselves mm-hmm. to help remove what's called microalgae at um, two reef sites as experiments. So they're experimenting about it in two reef places. Okay. Now, macro macroalgae is, of course, is seaweeds, and it's also, you know, where thousands of microscopic species of the marine algae are based. That's what, what micro, macroalgae is. Mm-hmm. And they're actually really important um, for, for a balanced ecosystem is when the microalgae are actually balanced in their size and in their health. So what they're finding through this weeding program is it's actually helping, of course, um, to get the increase in quantity and diversity. But, of course, then it's, it's bringing in that balance back a whole lot more to their health and the, the size of, of the macroalgae, which mm. is pretty good, isn't it, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, for sure. And um, so they've actually published the results in the Journal of Applied Ecology, if anyone's actually interested. Um, And the recovery rates, as I've mentioned, is just absolutely massive through this. Now, of course, coral, and we actually covered something about a month ago about um, something, a similar kind of program overseas up in the Scandinavian areas. And they've actually um, been doing something similar. But what they say is that basically because of, you know, the currents that come in with the weather conditions, but also people swimming in the ocean um, and all the splashing and the surfing and everything that happens, it actually causes what's called bleaching and it actually impacts the coral and then the coral dies. Mm. And so what they're trying to do is bring back this habitat, provide a habitat where they can actually provide a refuge for these organisms, for the macroalgae in a really nice balanced way in every way yeah, and so yeah. um it's a fantastic thing don't you think yeah, um you yeah. know bringing in that balance in every way and i think you know I, I know, and i know that like the last yesterday even we had a thing of 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 basically just some discoveries in this kind of way in the environment as well but here's the thing you know again we we keep saying here on Faith FM how great it is um that you know that that people here are are really wanting to look after the environment that really in God's word, right Mm, from the very start when Adam and Eve were created, right in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, we read that God not only created created us in his image, Mm. 
but that he said have dominion over and look after, mm. tend and care for, um, you know, for the environment. And do you, do you find it easy to, to care for the environment yourself? Because I have moments where I just kind of don't. Uh, and I'm not great, but I kind of get that reminder to, hey, yeah, yeah. be a whole lot better. Yeah, I try to do my part, do the right thing, you know, like recycle and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah, I think all those things are really important. And, and I totally agree that as, as Christians, yeah, we should be looking after the environment, doing what we can. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah. That, and picking up the rubbish if somebody else... Yeah. My mum taught me from a very young age, see that rubbish there? I know it's not yours, but mm. pick it up if you can. Chuck it in the bin, you know, mm. all those sort of things. But every little bit counts. And I do love the fact that even with the shopping bags and things like that in the, in the shops these days... You know, I wish yeah. I'd actually started that earlier myself, taking my own bags every yeah, time. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, yeah, yeah, are you guys yeah. doing that a whole lot more? Because, like, of course, then you don't have to pay for some new ones. <laughs> well, they're expensive, aren't they, the new ones? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but but my, yeah, yeah my, do what we can. You do, mm, yeah. Sure. But my sister's, one of my, my older sister's been absolute out of our family. She's probably been the best at of using those, those um, you know, re- recycling, uh, recycling mm-hmm. kind of bags all that time. But, yeah, so we're doing a whole lot better in that space thankfully but Mm. yeah just great stuff dc winning program and those that will do some scuba diving will have to be careful in every way to still keep looking after the environment but certainly they'll get some much more colorful and beautiful you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different show with Danuta and Ernst. Of course, Lawson hasn't been able to make it today um, and Ernst is filling in today and you're doing a great job already, Ernst. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Danuta. Good to be here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ernst, take us to our next quiz question for today, please. All right. Our second question for this morning is this. Which judge was left-handed? Mm. A, Gideon, B, Ehud, C, Jephthah, or D, Samson. Oh, wow. So you got one chance out of in 25% of getting it right. Yeah, that's right. That's a little bit easier, that one. That's right. That's right. Can you, can you read it for us read again, it again, please? Yeah, no problem. It's, again, the question is, which judge was left-handed? A, Gideon, B, Ehud, C, Jephthah, or D, Samson. Yeah, and if you know the answer to that, text us in on 0491064669 with your answer, and you'll go in the chance to win the draw on Friday. That happens at quarter to nine, and mm-hmm. you'll go in the draw to win two books this week. Wow. It's always great to have two instead of yeah, one. Better than one. I tell you, I know. <laughs> hey, so the first one is the great prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation in red. Um, and it actually goes along with, with the highly regarded um, books of Andrew Andrew's study Bible as well. Mm. The contents actually arranged in the Bible text format on the left side and the study notes are actually on the right-hand page. Mm-hmm. Do you, I like things to be organised. Do you like things to be organised? Yes, like, absolutely. You know how you get some of those Bibles where the Bible verses are like throughout the whole paragraph oh, yeah. and stuff yep. and you got to search your way so i've yep, yep. all my bibles i've ended up buying with the numbers on the side have you yeah, got that too i do yes yep, yep. thinking the same way hey and then the other one's the kjv bible with mark finlay study helps and it's in a black cover and of course that goes along with that and has bible study sections out the back so you won't regret it so go in the drawer of course if you want to just play but not actually go in the drawer state it or star it just put a little star next to that but that the, um, the number to text us in again is 0491064669. Which judge was left-handed? Was it Gideon, Ehud, Jephthah or Samson? Text us in. Hey, Ernst, what have we got in the way of news today, please? 
Yes, Danuta, we have a, a couple of items here that uh, we want to share this morning. The first one uh, comes, well, the, the title is um, George Barner, Most Christians Don't Know What a Disciple Is. Oh, wow, what a title for that one. Yeah, so maybe for our listeners, George Barner, he was born in 1954. He was the founder of the Barner Group, which is a market researching firm specialising in studying the religious beliefs and behaviour of Americans and the intersection of faith and culture. Mm. So that's a bit of background as to who this guy is. Basically, he's come out with a new book, and in his book, yeah, he's raising this question, most Christians don't know what a disciple is. Wow, that's quite interesting isn't it because like the word disciple and and things we just see it right particularly from Matthew there's a heap on it yeah absolutely so tell us more yeah he says the following he says uh, he began his speech he was at this council and um, promoting his book of course and he says he warns that the challenges facing American society stem from our transition from a biblical worldview to alternative philosophies identifying our societal problems as symptoms of that shift Mm. and he goes on to say there that the the only true social crisis is a worldwide, a world, sorry, a worldview crisis, and the results is this rareness of or understanding of who Jesus's disciples are. Mm. It says we treat the symptoms rather than the cause of the crisis, and then he goes on to give a whole heap of stats regarding um, what America is like. Something like 174 million self-identified Christians that constitute 68 percent of the country. 90 million theologically defined born-again Christians that account for 35 percent of the population. Wow. 128 million Christians who believe in the existence of God of Israel that make up 50% of the population. He goes on and on about these yeah, various stats. Wow. But then he concludes with all of that by saying that none of these constitute what a disciple is. He's getting, he keeps drilling. Keeps coming back to the disciple. Point. He hey. wants to know what is a disciple. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says he basically he rejects the idea or the definition of a disciple as being a good person, mm-hmm. noting that all of us are sinners and fallen short of the glory mm-hmm. of God. He even goes on to uh, strengthen that argument by saying that even Satan and his des- uh, demons believe in God as mm-hmm. well. Um, and then he goes on to basically describe biblically what a disciple is, according mm-hmm. to the scriptures. Um, he says there that, again, discipleship is not inherited. It's not just because you're born into a Christian family. doesn't make you a disciple. And then he points out that uh, the examples of Jesus directly defining the term in the disciple in the Bible include John chapter 8 and verse 31, yep. which calls on disciples who obey the teachings of Jesus. Yep. Additionally, he, he also cites uh, John thirteen thirty-five, which instructs disciples to love other disciples as well, mm-hmm. uh, other people, and John fifteen eight, which orders disciples to produce spiritual fruit in their lives as well. Mm-hmm. So basically he's going on about this. He goes on, he also says there that, um, and he, he basically sums it up by saying, someone who lives like Jesus because they think like Jesus. Oh, yes, and that's, that's, that's beautiful. What do you think of that? I love that. Hey, I think they're strengthening that statement, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he's basically, he goes on in his argument, uh, uh, article to state that um, people are moving away from a biblical worldview, accepting, adopting the principles of the world, so forth, and as a result, you know, we're losing sight of what is a disciple or a follower of Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that biblical worldview is is got to be so strong, isn't it, in Christianity? Yep. That's mm. I mean, that's Jesus is our foundation. But when we sway from the Bible, everything becomes a lot more hazy, a lot more general. Um, you know, and when we're set, we're told in the Bible that the truth will set you free. Do you know what I mean? All that yeah. stuff. We then sway with the wind, don't yes, we? Really. Absolutely. So. 
Um, yeah, and you and I just, I mean, we're both pastors and mm. so we love discipleship and, yeah. you know, helping people to become Jesus followers yeah, of absolutely. Jesus. Yeah. And, and it, ta- it takes a journey for them, doesn't mm. it? As it, it did does. for you and I in such, yeah. a, such an incredible way. So, yeah, absolutely. yeah. yeah. Where else, where else are we going? All right. Well, another place where our second news item comes from Niobe, uh, Kenya. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, this story is a little sad because it goes on to talk about an evangelist who was killed for leading Muslims to faith in Christ. Mm. Uh, and um, it, it goes, the story goes on. It talks about um, an evangelistic uh, event that was run in a town called Kiti. Oh, man. Here we go. Kituti. And uh, a, a guy by the name of Philip Bray, he was pulled from his bicycle mm-hmm. while returning to his hometown district, and he was killed when assailants bashed him with a large stone. Yeah, wow. Hey, really, really and, sad. And I remember that Lawson just made some mention along those lines that, you know, in some of these areas, it's actually really tough, isn't it, with Christianity yeah. of Absolutely. what is actually being done. And um, and so he was pulled off his motorbike, hey? That's correct. He was pulled off. He was unfortunately beaten to death. Um, there was a, a friend who was with him who witnessed this event take place. Uh, it says there in the report that we heard people talking from both sides of the road at a nearby bush saying they are the ones who converted our members today. They are not supposed to live but to be killed. And uh, his friend goes on to say there that uh, from nowhere one man who was stationed in front of us grabbed our bicycle that we were um, riding on and he hit Bray in with a blunt object. Oh, wow. Hey, and so what did the police or government do in this space? Do we know in that uh, anything in that space of what they do? Unfortunately, no, not in this situation. They were not able to find his attackers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And so, really, he was murdered. Really, on, for, for sharing yeah, his faith in for Jesus. sharing yeah. his faith in Jesus, and you know, he and he probably knew that he was risking risking his life because in those countries and where the the Muslim faith is so much bigger, yeah, isn't yeah. it? In every kind of way, he's having to. Basically, you know, um, go against the grain is yeah. probably the word to say and risk his life yeah. and know that persecution may come his way. Absolutely. It goes on to say there that, yeah, some uh, Muslim women accepted the truth that he was sharing as well as two young Muslim men as well. This was what initiated the attack, yeah. Right. Mm. Yes. Mm. Okay. And the fact – so it would be interesting to know how what's happened now with those Muslims that – did accept that you know the, the the females and the two men that you're saying as yeah, well and yeah. and um and whether their their safety was jeopardized in any kind of way or is continuing to be yeah or whether they yeah. felt under the pressure to go back to their original faith in some mm. kind of way as well yeah well we know from history don't we Christians who have been martyred for their faith ultimately have been a very positive witness for other people to accept the message that they themselves died for so absolutely John Haas yeah. uh, I think of some of those early Really, um Reformers, reformers yeah, um, yeah. that actually lived, that were burned at the mm. stake for, um, you know, believing in Christ and not swaying and not decanting is the word yeah. that, that is used in that space, hey, yep, yep. Um, in every way. And, I mean, the history books write so much about that in Absolutely. the space. But yeah. it's those kind of people. And I think even of the Colosseum of how many Christians were actually oh, yeah. um, martyred killed, for martyred. Died as, for their yeah, faith. Yeah, died for Jesus. their faith in mm. some way. And we're, we're so fortunate to be living in a free country, aren't we? And we're very fortunate here in Australia. Yeah, we yeah. are. We so are. we need to be making the most of every moment that we possibly can Absolutely. to be getting to know Jesus and getting to know God's word and putting it mm. into our hearts and our minds. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. 
and we're excited that we've got Ernst on with us today. Um, Ernst, yeah. hey, yeah, yeah, the headphones, sometimes they spin around, yeah, don't they? I'm having trouble hey? with these headphones this morning. I couldn't get them on properly. That's all right. I had the same problem yesterday. I don't my worry. my head's too big. <laughs> no, your head's not too yeah. big. It's all good. Hey, <laughs> what's our next quiz question for today, please? Okay, Danuta, we have another question here. Question number three, it says... Um, Oh, what does it say there? Sparing this object spoils the child, according to Proverbs. Oh, that brings back memories. Yes, I'm thinking (laughs) I know this one was quoted to me sometimes when I was a child. Mm. Do you want to read it for us again? Question number three, again. Sparing this object spoils the child, according to Proverbs. Mm. So text us in your answers on 0491-064-669 and you'll go in the draw. That happens on Friday at quarter to nine, and the two books are the great prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation, a Bible study journal, and also the second one is the King James Version Bible with mm. Mark Finlay. Study helps, and that one is in the bl- um, black cover, so we have one red and one black, which will be great. Mm. But, hey, we've got our interview now with none other than Jennifer Skews. Jennifer, how are you? Are you there? I'm here and I'm very, very good. Thank you. Oh, that's great. Welcome back. We just love Thank having you. you every time on our regular <laughs> I love Wednesday, being here. <laughs> Wednesday show, which is fantastic. So, hey, Jennifer, we've been covering with you over the last few weeks about the brain and then we moved to the brain and heart connection and some really yes. great, great stuff in that space. And now we're moving a bit more onto the heart and the emotional roller coaster. We are because, um, We often refer to emotions, but we forget the reality of the heart. Mm. And what I want to do is look at um, the heart itself because there's some interesting facts that people don't understand. We sort of think of the brain more than the heart. We see the heart as an organ that pumps blood around the system and we can have a heart attack and all that sort of thing. But it's often referred to, some of the sayings that I've heard or I've used, it's a matter of the heart. Mm-hmm. You pr- probably heard that one. Yep. In other words, it's to do with the way we feel, I mean. Um, we can have a good heart feeling. Mm-hmm. So you've probably had that one, mm-hmm. and I use that. I say, look, you know, just get a good heart feeling. What it resonates the heart. You know, when you think of certain people, certain things, how does your heart respond? Mm. Um, we have, you know, sometimes you know, you're being heartless. <laughs> so, yeah. in other words, you're not being very nice emotionally to me. You don't have mm-hmm. a heart. We do, but yeah, it's a term. And also, we talk about heart healing, emotional healing. So, and then you hear, oh, I'm on that roller coaster again. And we're talking about emotions, mm. but the heart itself has an amazing capacity. And I've got some brilliant information about the heart that we wouldn't be aware of. Mm. Well, do share, you share it with yeah. us? Rick? Right, you'll enjoy this. So the heart is more powerful than the brain. And this is put together by a group that's done decades of research on the heart and the heart-brain connection. And it found the heart is about 100,000 times stronger electrically and up to 5,000 times stronger magnetically than the brain. Wow. Wow, that's yeah. huge. That's a that, huge difference. 100 times 1,000. Yes, 100,000 times stronger electrically because we the body runs on electrical impulses and uh, magnetic um, connections. Wow, right? in, yeah. In the brain, yeah, and the body. That's how information is translated. So when you look at the body, the heart is far more powerful than the brain. Mm. That is huge. There you go. It is, it is isn't it? Mm. 
And we don't even stop to think about that, do we? No, we don't. This is why I want people to think about the heart and start to value the heart and look after it. Mm. We don't. Mm. Okay. So, and apparently that, that field, the magnetic field, they can now measure it up to several feet away from the body. So it actually radiates. Wow. <laughs> how, do, how do they measure it? Sorry, just out of, out of interest, we were both gone, wow. They do have – they measure it? I can't tell you exactly. I have looked at it before, but they have uh, – they can measure fields. So they've got instruments yeah, right. by feedback that measures different fields of energy. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure exactly what instruments they use, but um, they can actually uh, measure that field. It's like any – like you have a magnet – Mm. It's got a, a magnetic field, doesn't it? Yep. Yes. So, and they can measure it. How strong is the magnet? Well, this is what the heart is, and they can actually measure it. So, but it, um, when you look at it, if you're in someone's uh, next to someone and they are having a good heart feeling, they're resonating positively. Don't you connect with it? Oh yes, mm. it's a contagious yeah. thing, isn't yeah. it? Really, it is. We gravitate to people who have that. We don't understand it, but it's to do with the heart and the spirit. But it is that heart resonating. Whereas if someone is having a bad day and is very negative, that field would have to shrink. But they're also giving off the wrong vibes. You go, oh, I don't think I want to be with them today. Mm. <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah, those people, haven't we? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be one of those people. Yeah. And when no. you are, you don't bl- you think, oh, I don't blame them for not wanting to know me today mm. <laughs> because wow. you can sense it. Yeah. Um, another interesting thing about the heart in fetal development, the heart forms and starts beating before the brain begins to develop. There you go. Mm. Do you know yeah. at what at what um, stage of the pregnancy that starts to happen? Or I'd have to look to get exactness, but it's within because the heart forms fairly quickly. So it's one of the f- would, first organs. Yeah, so it'd be, it'd be within that one to two months, I would say. But I can have a look at that information. But uh, at this point, I don't have it in front of me. But I know that it is the early developer. When you think about it, we've got mm. to, the, the fetus has to have blood going through from the mother through the system. So it makes sense. Absolutely. The brain can't develop without that that flow of blood. So mm. it's because uh, it's connected to to the mother. Mm. So, but it is, I don't know the exact time, but it is the early developer. So and this get, is, sorry, Jen, Jennifer, I was mm-hmm. going to say too, that I guess that's why really when they have the, you know, when, when mums go in for the scans, when you go in for yep. the scans, yep. um, they look well, for the heartbeat, for, don't they really? They do. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know at what stage, but they can pick up on that. Mm-hmm. When they uh, they measure, yes. So, but it's interesting that it is the early developer, not the brain. Yet we put more emphasis on the brain. It's yes. more powerful than the brain. Yes. So this is where we need to respect our heart a bit more. Now, the heart is connected to feelings. This is why we started with a few of those, you know, good heart feeling or whatever. Positive feelings or emotions create benefits to the body it resonates so when the heart's functioning well and we're feeling good that good heart feeling which could be out in nature it could be when we're praying communing with god when we have pets you know there's all sorts of things that resonate the heart but this is where the physiology picks up and benefits and strengthens and does well 
So it's um, another another reason. Of course, it's the opposite then if it's the negative emotions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, you can also boost your immune system by focusing on those positive heart feelings or, you know, having a, a healthy heart means we've got a healthy immune system. Mm-hmm. So, so it's another positive. Um, and those positive emotions can increase the brain's ability to make better decisions. So when right. do you make your best decisions? When I'm happy. Yes. <laughs> and when we focus. And positive when, rather than when I'm feeling flat and negative. Mm. And then we make bad decisions and how do we feel? Yes, <laughs> bad. Same, yes. <laughs> All right. And another important fact, negative emotions create nervous system chaos. Okay, so when we're feeling negative, that heart feeling and that the brain is resonating with negative emotions, the whole nervous system goes into chaos. In other words, the energy is fragmented everywhere. And, you know, you think about it when we're in that uh, negative emotional state. Can we make decisions? Can we function? Can we focus? No. Yeah. That's when we're running around in chaos and the whole system is in chaos. Mm. Um, Positive emotions do the opposite. Mm. So, and, and that makes mm. sense, doesn't it? Because, like, when we're under a lot of stress, or we've had trauma happen, or, or you know, somebody's spoken to us in a really awful way, or any of those sort of things, you know, a whole range yes. of negative things, it is our our heart that's we cha- we find changes in our heart rate, don't we? Mm. And then yeah, we and then we absolutely. actually find, and then that impacts the body in its own way. It impacts our thinking, and then resp- affects our responses as well, doesn't it? Absolutely, it certainly does. And this is why when we've talked before about when we're traumatised, stressed, to correct the heart corrects the brain. Mm. And this is where when we focus on the heart and, um, you know, I've said before that they found scientifically even if you put your hand on your heart, it calms it down. So, and when it does that, it means the brain, that left-right brain function, our brain balance comes back into balance. If not, it's out of balance. We're too emotionally focused um, Mm. or we're too intellectually focused to try and disconnect that uh, experience. Mm. So having the heart corrected corrects also the nervous system, Mm. right? Mm, Yes. it focuses the brain. It brings the nervous system back into a state of calm and resonating. The whole system picks up. So I'm just encouraging people more and more to really look after that heart area. And that's where we talked about the breathing uh, because I know we get new listeners who might not have heard this before, but actually focusing on the heart when we're doing that slow, deep breathing in through the nose to about the count of five and out through the mouth to um, just sort of slow it down a bit, um, like blowing through a straw. So it just slows it down on the out breath and it calms the heart very rapidly. Mm. Yeah, so, I've, just, I've just found a verse here in, in Proverbs chapter 14 yes. and verse 30 and it kind of beautifully sums up what you're describing here, Jennifer. It says, yeah, yeah a heart at peace gives life to the body but envy yes. rots the bones, which I think really sums it up, yeah. yeah. Oh, it does, sums it up beautifully and mm. we've, we've found a few verses. That certainly the Bible has a lot to say about those, mm. you know, the heart mm. and the brain. Yeah, so there is a negative consequence if we don't look after the heart. Yeah, and what? Yeah. And often in people, what is one of the most damaged areas when you, you know, when, why do people come to see me? Mm, it is the heart. Yeah, mm. yeah, their heart mm. is broken. They're they're sad. They're 
feeling rejected, abandoned, upset, angry, hurting. And it is, even though it's to do with the brain, it's the heart that is suffering. Mm. And uh, so this is where heart health, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually is powerful. Absolutely. Mm, absolutely yeah. in every way. Hey, Jennifer, too, just there was something that really caught my attention that you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. when you said about how the heart, you know, positive heart feelings actually helps um, with the immune system. Um, yes. And in general, I'm just thinking of, um, I think, as far as I know, too, that I've read some time ago that with research, for example, with um Patients that have, well, people that have got cancer, for example, those that mm-hmm. have a positive outlook. So the, in this case, the positive heart, the yes. outcomes can tend to even be far better as well than, um, than of course, those that have those negative feelings. But I'm just thinking yes. even of in the immune system and what you're saying there and, and how it so impacts our body, doesn't it? And then when our Absolutely. health, when our health mm. isn't good, then of course it becomes, that vicious cycle, doesn't it? it does. um, and so then yeah. it's like, well, which which one's first? Well, one's affected the other, and then the other one's affecting the other one back. It's just like, um, and so how can yeah. we actually stop? How we've got a, about a couple of minutes left. Well, how can yes. we actually stop some of that cycle to go from you know to the negative feelings and things like that? What are some tips from you to keep okay. us in that positive heart feeling space so we're not going on a constant emotional roller coaster? Well, the the biggest thing I've found in my life that has brought me back on track, of course, is my relationship with God through Mm -hmm. Christ and allowing the Spirit to work. And Mm -hmm. this is why praying, talking to God, reading the Word is very powerful in resonating the heart. Um, So it's something we can do. I find the Psalms are wonderful. Mm-hmm. In uh, certain psalms, really, can like the twenty third psalm. There's all sorts of yeah. Bible verses, um, and certainly what we've talked about in our heart health, which is the nutritional side, and uh, making sure that um, we're checking our emotions, looking at our. And it's not about uh, being introspective; it's about being observant. Mm. You know, because like I can wake up and think, "Oh, I'm feeling a bit odd today," or "I'm feeling a bit down." You know, we pick that up, what am I going to do about it? Mm. And so this is awareness yeah. Yes, it is self-awareness and doing things like I'll do the breathing. There are certain good herbs and things you can use to pick you up, but certainly doing that early, like exercise, go for a walk, study the word, pray, all those things help, mm. right? And I have had a very uh, an experience of cancer where I had uh, a throat cancer and it it was at the point where if it didn't get treated, it would have gone into my system and that would not have been good. Mm-hmm. So I opted for, for operation only. The surgeon was sceptical, but I had a very positive attitude. I had a wonderful pastor praying with me and people praying for me. And I decided rapidly, no, it wasn't my time. I'd get through this. And I had the most amazing experience. And even the surgeon, he couldn't believe how quickly I healed. Wow. I had no infection. Praise the Lord. Yeah, it was major surgery. Mm. I had to have two of them. And I just knew it was going to be okay. And I didn't, uh, did not go down that negativity track. Oh. And that. Yep, recovery was brilliant. Praise the Lord. That's just so tremendous. And what a great example of exactly what you've been talking about Mm. in that space, Jennifer. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much again for joining us. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.